Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, and today I have my twin sister, Emily, who is going to be a guest on the podcast. It's really fun for me to see my twin sister starting and growing her own business just a couple of years after I have gone down this path. And we are on the podcast chatting because she's she's in the thick of it. She's going through this new entrepreneurial journey. She just went to a conference and had a booth and was selling her product. And she, I mean, this this whole thing, she's like, no one talks about what this is like, the things I'm experiencing, no one's talking about this. I was like, what? Let's, let's talk about it. Let's jump in and be really real and share these ups and downs. I mean, we always talk about the roller coaster, but until you're in it, you don't really know what that means and looks like. So I'm really excited for you to get to meet, you know, via the podcast, my twin sister, Emily. Real quick, before we do that, if you have not left a review for the podcast, just go ahead and pause the podcast or even while you're listening, go ahead and leave a review. If you're an Apple Podcasts, you just scroll down to the bottom of the episodes and it says ratings and reviews. You can tap to leave a five-star review or you can even go down, it says write a review and you can write a review there. This means the world to the podcast, to myself and to other listeners. So please take just a moment to do that. Now let's go and let me introduce you to my lifelong friend, my twin sister, Emily. Well, Emily, my twin sister, thank you for being here on the Craft a Career podcast. How are you? I'm good. And thank you for having me. I don't share much with my audience about, well, my family really, but they probably have no idea that you have a business can you tell us a bit about what you do? Yes. So I own a company called Unlocking Bright Minds. And right now it is a mental health workbook that combines mental health tools with teachings from my faith. And eventually I want it to grow into things with um, some classes and some online meditations and things like that. But for now, it's just the workbook. Okay. Very cool. And my listeners know that I'm very much into mental health and how important our thoughts are. So from a business journey, so I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because you've been talking with me about going to Pinner's conference and you were like, oh my gosh, no one talks about this side of business. So I'm like, well, let's do it. Let's talk about it. So just rewinding, I don't know, was it 2021? You took my craft to career course. What year was that-ish? 
Yeah, I think it was 2021. It was right after COVID. Okay. Where were you in your business journey at that point? I had just written the workbook and that was it. Like okay. it hadn't been designed. It wasn't on, it hadn't been published. It, it was written in, on my computer in word format. So can you just tell our listeners a little bit about what your journey has looked like? What's been good and what's been stressful along the way? Yeah. Um, and I don't know how far back you want me to go. Um, so good has been all the people that have stepped up to help. Um, and stressful has been mostly my own thoughts and um, trying to overcome the thoughts of I'm not good enough. What do I think I'm doing? The other thing that's been really hard is um, believing. Well, I guess those are my thoughts too, but believing that I could actually do this. Like, who am I to start a business? Who am I? I and like I said, those are my thoughts, but just definitely overcoming my thoughts has been the biggest stressor. Well, and it's been interesting for me to be on this side where I, and I'm curious when I, when you first started, I'm like, it's going to be a roller coaster. There are going to be days where you're like, what am I doing? I've like volunteered and raised my hand to do this thing. And I don't want to do it. What were your thoughts? Do you remember back when I told you about that? Were you like, oh, okay, sure. Whatever. Or were you like, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll see what that looks like. Or, um, well I could, I mean, we talk a lot, right? So I could see that you really were living a roller coaster, but never experiencing that for myself, I could not understand. I could hear you and I could see the roller coaster that you were on, but there was zero ability to feel what you were feeling, just an ability to listen and be like, oh, that sounds like a trip, but not actually any empathy or ability to understand that. So once you experienced that for yourself, what were you thinking? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it is crazy because when you say it's a roller coaster, it is a roller coaster. I'm talking like, not like, oh, I'm taking this day to day. I'm taking this hour to hour, minute to minute, second to second, where one second it's like, I feel like I am on top of the world. This is amazing. I feel empowered and alive. And the next second I'm bawling and I'm like, what on earth am I actually doing? So it, I mean, it really is a roller coaster. Yes. Okay. And I wanted to talk specifically about Pinner's conference. Uh, well, actually, let's rewind it. So this was so funny to me. So I, I've been in business now for, gosh, seven years. So I, I've been in masterminds. I hosted one. We were chatting and you're like, oh, I have a mastermind call today. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and you're like, I joined a mastermind. I'm like, hold on, what? Who, who? How did you find this? So like, tell me how you joined a mastermind and like how you found it. Okay. So I, yes, I did join a mastermind and this is how I found it. So back in February, I had decided to kind of quit. Like, I, I don't want to do this. The workbook at this point was published. This is February of this year, 2023. So the workbook was published. It was up on Amazon, but I had decided I didn't want to do this anymore because, you know, the thoughts in my head, that's where it was leading me. And so I decided I was going to quit. And that same day I hopped onto Instagram and I, I saw a podcast from someone that I follow and I decided to listen to it. And at the end, the so I was following this girl. Her name's at the If the Cookie Fits. She did a podcast with somebody named Courtney Clark. Well, Courtney Clark 
said at the end of this podcast that she had two openings for business coaching. And it something inside of me just knew I had to work with Courtney. And it was like, hold on, maybe I don't have to quit. So even though I had decided to quit, it was a morning, it was a loss. It was like, but I guess I'm giving up and I didn't like that. So I that day I listened to that podcast and I I listened, I went back and found Courtney's podcast and listened to three or four more episodes just repeatedly because I was drawn to her. And, um, and so I sent her a DM and I just said, I heard this podcast. I want to work with you. Do you have any openings? And she said, I do have one. And I signed up immediately. And that was a big turning point for me was hiring her because she walked me through things. I mean, I've never run a business. I didn't know what I was doing and she was able to help me get my foot on the ground And then we got kind of stuck, um, me mentally and my thoughts got kind of stuck and I could see that Courtney didn't really know how to help where I was. And she said, um, I have this mastermind you might be interested in. So she told me about it. And so she got me in touch with Tiffany Peterson who hosted the mastermind and we, our family was actually getting ready to go on vacation to Africa. So we were getting ready to leave the country for two weeks when Tiffany and I, I mean, I'm in the airport checking bags reading texts from Tiffany as I'm going through the airport and I get on the plane and our plane is literally taking off when I hit the submit button. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this pod or this not podcast, this uh, mastermind. And I didn't even know if it, cause you know, once you get to a certain elevation, they cut you off. So I didn't even know if my payment went through, like, did I, am I going to be in this mastermind or am I not? And so when we finally got to Africa and got hooked up to Wi-Fi, I was able to see that, yes, I did pay for the mastermind and I was going to be in it as soon as I got back from Africa. That is too funny. So also very interesting how much our thoughts and it, okay, you wrote a whole workbook on our thoughts, but we always <laughs> yes. like, we, we always need a coach, right? Like it's our yes. own stuff is so close up to us that we were blind to it, you know? So even if I business coach other people, I get a business coach for me because we are biased. Like we don't see our own, you know? Yes. So I find that really interesting. And then once you were in this mastermind, it was very cool for me to hear the process. First of all, you were like, it's a group therapy session. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My first one that I went to, I didn't like it. Like I came away and I was like, well, this is going to be a waste of my time and a waste of my money. I I didn't sign up for group therapy. Um, But by the time it was done, I mean, something shifted between that first call and the last one where I was like, these women are my friends and not just my friends, but my, my confidants, I can go to them for advice and support and love and encouragement. And we help each other out. I, yeah, it shifted. It definitely shifted. And your mastermind coach would always say like, what do you need? Is that what it is? Like, Oh yeah. So that was, so I, I, you know, uh, you have like the hot seat. Well, we didn't, I don't know how most mastermind works, but we had what Tiffany called the hot seat. And then it was your turn and you had 15 minutes to bring up your question or your doubt or whatever it was, anything on your mind. And then we would kind of like talk about it together and get support. Um, and I don't even remember what it was that day that I was really stressing about. And people were giving me advice and Tiffany could see that I wasn't handling it well. And she, she stopped everyone. And she said, Emily, I want you to, I I want you to answer this question. What do you need, sweetheart? And it, I went from like being defensive to just like crying because I hadn't even thought in that instant to ask myself the question, what do I need? Like, stop, just stop all the chaos in my head 
and answer that one question in this moment, what do I need? And it was so powerful and so impactful that I've actually turned it into almost like an affirmation where when I find myself getting wound up and my thoughts are just sending me into some sort of spiral, I can just stop and ask myself that question. Hey, what do you need, sweetheart? And it's loving. It's not condescending. And it, it causes, it allows you to stop and really think, what do I need right now? So do you remember what your answer was when she asked that? Um, I mean, I could look through my journals. I don't remember that specific day. I don't remember. I don't remember what the topic of conversation was. I also remember your website, like the technicalities were very stressful. Like you did not know how you use Shopify. You didn't know how to set it up, how to take payments, how to get a workflow going so someone could opt in and get your thing um, so you, and this is like the pride, the pride in me. I'm like, you did get my help for one thing. I helped with one thing. <laughs> yes. No, you helped with a lot of things. <laughs> like there was a part of me when you're like, I joined a mastermind. I'm like, wait, what me? Hello. Like I <laughs> humble pie, <laughs> but you did find somebody who designed, they like do Shopify web design and Yes. And that was one thing that the mastermind helped me with too, was overcoming this thought of, I have to do it all myself, which definitely was how I went in thinking. Um, they really helped me overcome that. I mean, really you can't, if you, and that's one thing that I have learned. If you're starting a business, I would say you're going to burn out so fast. If you think you're going to do it all yourself, because you just can't, there's way too many things more than I ever even dreamed of stepping into this. And so they did help me realize that not only do I actually need the help, but I'm going to open up my creativity by getting help. I was squandering my ability to enjoy this process by trying to take it all on myself because I was drowning in it. And so by offloading some of it, then I was able to find enjoyment again and that, that was one of the biggest takeaways from the mastermind. Well, and a question that you had on this topic, and I know my listeners will as well, is how do you afford that? Because at the beginning, you know, you heard in your mastermind too, like hire people. And you're like, yeah, right. Like I have this wealth of money to just like, oh, let me hire people. So how, what do you, what did you do for that? So um, I actually went to my husband and asked for a business loan. Um, and there are actually a lot of, a lot of organizations out there that have grants for people starting businesses. There are also, um, places you can go to get loans for new businesses starting out. And if you are starting out a business, you've got to find a way to get that from somewhere, whether it's from within your own home that you get that or an external source, but you have to have a way to be able to get, I mean, it, it Bottom line is it takes money to start a business. It just does. And so the sooner you can relieve that stress, the better. I waited too long to get rid of that stress. Um, and so, yes, find a way to, to get a business loan of some sort and put it in a separate account that's for that business. And then, then you can move forward wisely with the money yeah. that you have. Yeah. And then I really am excited to talk about the actual Pinners Conference. So yeah, I've been watching your roller coaster, which 
has been cool and fun and emotional, you know, just like on my end, I can't even imagine living through it. But, um, so beforehand, before Pinner's conference, I don't know, like a week before you were like, I'm not going, I don't want to do this. I don't even remember what all the stress was about, but I, but you had said like, I will give it at least a year. Um, you got on TV. Let's go back. Rewind. Okay. You got on the news, which is unheard of. How did that happen? So that, uh, my business coach, Courtney, the one that I hired in February, she had a connection with good things, Utah. So she was able to talk to her connection at good things, Utah and get me on there. And you're in Dallas. Yes, I'm in Dallas. So I had to fly to Utah for that. And I was going to say, Courtney, I mean, when I said I felt drawn to Courtney, I really feel like that was almost a supposed to happen. She was the one that got me on Good Things Utah. In fact, I talked to her. So I paid for a booth at Pinner's again back in February and then forgot about it until I got an email from them that was like, congratulations, you got a booth. And that was in August. So I totally forgot about Pinners from February until August. And at this point I had Courtney and I had been working with her and I told her like, Courtney, are you, what, what am I thinking? Who am I that I think I can go to Pinners? Are you kidding me? What am I going to do? Prop up a table and have 25 workbooks there and hope someone stops by? Like I have no way to decorate this booth. I literally don't know what I am doing. And she's like, whoa, 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 hold on. I own a staging company and my warehouse is right around the corner. And what I do is when people sell homes, I go in and stage it for them. So I have a warehouse full of things I can use to stage this booth. Do not get rid of your booth and I will help you with it. So she was just a, I mean, she was literally the reason I was able to have a booth at Pinners because I, I didn't know what I was doing from not only a business standpoint, but like a design the booth standpoint. And it's so fascinating for me to see how things just fell into place for you. I was like, are you kidding me? You're on the news. And like the girl that you hired as a coach has a shop around the corner and like has all the stuff you need. I mean, it just was too much that when you're like, I'm done, I'm throwing in the towel. I was like, no, you got to give yourself that year. There's been too many things that have worked out that like, and if you quit now, you're going to be disappointed. And you're like, okay, all right, I got this. So then you went to Utah for Pinner's conference and tell me what happened like beforehand. And again, I was like, oh crap, I don't know if this is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I mean, right when I landed, are you talking about before I actually flew to Utah or once I got to Utah? All of it. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember having any specific breakdowns before I got to Utah, but I had, I had ordered my workbooks. I had ordered my business cards. I had ordered like a banner and this, this poster. I mean, I was all ready and set to go. And then I flew to Utah and I landed and the company that I had used to print my workbooks, we agreed that I would pick them up the day I landed. So I landed on Tuesday. Pinner's conference was on Friday. I landed and I, I called them and I said, Hey, I'm going to just, this is a friendly reminder. I just landed. I'll be down to pick up my workbooks. And she said, well, this is a problem. I'm not going to have them ready till Friday. And I, at that point I was like, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times I went back and forth from I'm going to do this to I'm not going to do this. And this was another moment where I immediately fell back to, I'm not going to do this actually isn't going to happen. I flew all the way here, but this isn't going to happen. They're not going to have my workbooks ready on time. So I freaked out and I'm sitting in the airport crying. And I told her like, remember our email exchange. Remember that I said I was going to pick them up today, which is Halloween. 
and she's like, oh yeah, I, I guess I, I forgot about that. And she said, let me call you back in a couple of hours and I'll see if we can have them done. So that was a stressful couple of hours of just like, well, am I going to actually have anything to sell at this booth at Pinners or not? Um, and so she called me back and she said they would have them done Thursday. They're just, but they weren't printing off just the workbooks. They were also printing off these little affirmation cards for me. And there was a lot of work that had to go into those affirmation cards and it, they had to be assembled into little gifts and they had to have little clasps put on them, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but I had 350 of these affirmation decks. That's 350 metal clasps to open and then reclash shut and then put in a cellophane bag with chocolates. It I knew it was going to be hours and hours of work. And so I'm stressing, thinking, really? I don't get to pick these up till Thursday night at 5 o'clock and Pinner starts Friday morning at 10? I know what I'm doing literally all night long Thursday. But it was out of my control, so I tried to not stress about it. Yeah, so Thursday came, and then it was time to set up for Pinners, and I was going to meet my business coach there and Courtney that I've been working with and her coworker and... So we got everything set up. My little sister came who lives, our Sadie, she lives in Utah and she came and, um, Courtney had a, Courtney did a great job of providing the furniture, but they're a, a set the stage company. So they didn't have any bright colors. Well, my brand is very bright and happy and, and lots of yellow and orange and they didn't have any, it was all neutrals and browns. So Sadie kind of swooped in there at the last second with some colorful things in between me and Courtney and Sadie the booth looked amazing. I mean, it looked really good. Do you have a photo you could send and we'll put it in the show notes? Yeah. And so then tell me, it was really like I was crying when you told me about how everyone pitched in to make the little <clears throat> booklets work and and how did that all come together? Yeah, so this was Thursday still and I'm still setting up. It became very clear that I was not going to make it back to Orem by five o'clock. This printing company closed at five. I wasn't going to make it there by five to pick up my workbooks. And I was panicking because I had to have them. So I called my dad who lived in Orem and asked him if he would pick up the workbooks. So he drove over there and picked up the workbooks. He had to empty out his car because there were 250 workbooks and it, it filled up his whole car. So he drove over there and brought him back to his house for me. So when I and, and unbeknownst to me, the whole time I was in Salt Lake that day setting up, my brother was at home cooking a dinner for me. Well, I'm stressed. I've been emotional. I've been in and out of tears all day long. And, and the fact that my dad would drop everything he was doing, I had not asked him ahead of time to pick up these workbooks. He had his own plans that day and he dropped what he was doing and went and picked up my workbooks. And then I came home and my brother had spent the day cooking me a really good home cooked meal. And I just couldn't help but cry because it was like, I'm already having all these emotions anyway. And then to see these two people and they, they weren't even big acts, but to me, they were so touching in the moment. And then my dad looked at all these affirmation decks and he could see that this was going to be a lot of work. And so after dinner, we got cleaned up and he and Dan and I went into my dad's family room and we just sat at the table and assembled these gifts and those little clasps. Oh my gosh, they were so hard to open. My fingers got blisters on them. And eventually my dad said, stop with that. You're going to hurt yourself. And so he sat and opened 350 of those clips. He actually had to go get some little pliers to pry them open. That's how hard they were to open. Um, and so my dad opened the clips, clasps and then Dan and I sat there and put them on the, to like 
you kind of clasp them back together and that's how the affirmation day stay together. And then Dan and I stuffed the bags and put chocolates in there and tied them all up. And I mean, it just, I, when I say I could not have done pinners without these people, I literally could not have done it. I would not have gotten those affirmation decks in time. I would not have made it back to Orem to pick up my workbooks. So, I mean, and I said this earlier, if you're going to start a business, you have to have help. I didn't even know that day how much help I was going to have to have, but I needed it. And I'm so thankful that those people stepped up. Yeah. And that's where I was like emotional, like, oh my gosh, everyone pitched in and it worked out. And, and then the actual conference, I mean, already people are hearing the ups and downs, but like, and anyone who's been to quilt market or, or a trade show, we know the exhaustion, emotional, physical, mental, all of that of being on for hours on end, performing, if you will. I mean, just talking to people and engaging and telling them about your product and smiling, you have a smile headache, you know, and uh, my audience were mostly introverts. So it's very draining. (laughs) Um, But how was that experience for you? Um, It was the funnest thing I have done in a really long time. Um, Fun in that, and by that, I, I almost don't even love the word fun because it doesn't feel appropriate, but I haven't felt that alive in years. I mean, really years and there's, but alive comes with good and bad. So I want to specify there because alive, I felt alive because there were a lot of really good things happening. I was getting the word out there about this product I love and I believe in and people were buying it. And that was like, okay, so my product is good. Not that I needed external validation. I knew my product was good, but it was nice to see I worked really hard and this is actually paying off. So that was one good thing. Another good thing was the connections that came. There was a a wonderful girl next to me, Michelle Cox. Um, She had a, a similar product and she and I really hit it off. So I was able to make a connection there. And I, I believe we will be lifelong friends moving forward. The people on the booth to the other side of me, they were selling Snap It Hot. And it was these like um, little heat packs. Well, my lower back started killing me throughout the day. So they gave me some Snap It Hots that I could use for my lower back. And we, be- I became genuine. Like these are new friends that I have for the rest of my life. And it wasn't just that it was, I got to walk around with this workbook I had created and and give it to other people for free. Like, here's, here's my product. If you like it, share about it. So that was equally good as it was terrifying. And to, it's hard to grasp how terrifying it is to put yourself out there, but it, it can really put you in a hole. So yes, I was amped up, but I was constantly fighting this internal dialogue of, I am good enough to be here. I do not, don't fall into the comparison trap, which, I mean, you walk around and you look at these booths and you look at these people who have a million followers on Instagram and you're like, hi, I have 300, want a workbook? That's terrifying. And, and for them to look at you, it, 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 the comparison thing is real. And so you have to, you're constantly in your head the whole weekend long. You're like, this is amazing. And I'm amped up. Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. Am I actually going to talk to them? Get your shakes under control. Cause I'm literally like shaking as I'm walking up to these booths. Right. So it's like, okay, take some deep breaths, get the shaking under control. So it was, it was a roller coaster in every way. And it made me feel alive in all the best ways, but also a lot of really terrifying ways. 
And, and yes, you also have to be, have a smile on your face the whole time. And even taking five minutes to eat is difficult. So, so when it was over, I walked out to the parking lot and my little sister was there with me. I mean, God bless my little sister. She was there all day Friday and all day Saturday. I couldn't have done it without her. And I'm walking out to the parking lot and I'm loading up my car. And I think because I hadn't had time to process any of the emotions right there in that moment, my body started realizing all the emotions I had felt. And I started sobbing. I leaned over on my car and I just started to sob and kind of uncontrollably. And Sadie said, Sadie's my sister. She said, Hey, I know this really good workbook that teaches people to feel their emotions. So I'm just going to encourage you to feel whatever it is you're feeling right now, which made me laugh. So now I'm standing in the parking lot and I'm sobbing, but I'm also laughing. And I actually did sound kind of like a crazy person. (laughs) And this lady walked by and she looks at me and Sadie, and Sadie's now laughing with me. And she says, are you okay? And I laughed, cried. And I said, I don't know, (laughs) because I really (laughs) didn't know what I was feeling in that moment. And then she started crying and she was like, that is the best word ever for how I feel right now. And so it was kind of a bonding experience. Like me and my sister laugh crying in the parking lot with some stranger who's like, I feel you. I feel you. And that sums up entrepreneurship right there, which you and I have had these conversations like it got to be the definition of insanity. Like (laughs) we're, we are volunteering, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, I really feel like what I have is going to make a difference in the lives of others. And so it's worth it. Like I want to get this into the hands of other people and let them experience this thing but I just, this experience of sharing the ups and the downs and they're like, I'm in, I'm out. Like, it, and we have people, I have people on the podcast who have made it, whatever I put quotation marks there, because that can mean something different for anyone else. But like, they're a, they've been in business forever. They've hit these milestones and it's way easier at that point to be like, oh, just hang in there. But I want to have you on here because you are in the thick of it. You're at this place where you're like, am I going to do this again? Even you talked about pinners. You're like, I have notes of like for next time. And at the same time, you're like, what, why would I ever do that again? You know? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I, I am, I'm still new. My business is still very new and it is, it's really weird to live in this space where every day I have to decide today I'm going to do this and overcome the, the self-talk It's just, I mean, like you said, this is what my workbook is about. And I have to apply the tools in it every single day in this, in entrepreneurship. I didn't say that right, but you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's every day. I have to apply it every day. Well, and I mean, I think that's another fallacy. People think like, oh, that person has made it. They've arrived. They don't struggle anymore. Everyone struggles all the time consistently, no matter where you are in your business And it's learning some coping skills, having people that you can rely on for help. Um, Yeah. So in closing, do you have just any last words of wisdom that you would give to anyone else who's thinking of starting or who's in these starting phases of a business? Get help. (laughs) Get support. Because in lots of different ways, get 
um, you know, like I talked about a business loan, get financial support and get emotional support because you are definitely going to need it, but also embrace the ride because it is a beautiful, amazing ride. And if you can learn to embrace it, it, it really can make you feel alive in a way that nothing else really can. I love that. That's beautifully said. I did also, before we go, I did want to say, I have really appreciated seeing the little miracles along the way for you. Like even we didn't talk about this, but the woman that you were next to, she has a workbook for children. That's a similar topic. So when people came to, and yours is more for teenagers. And if people came to your booth and they're like, oh, that's cool, but I'm looking more for kids, you would say, oh, well then go right next door and vice versa. She would do the same for you. And so the fact that you two are next to each other and now you can collaborate and work together, like just so many cool things happened along the way that I feel like if we can stop and be appreciative of those, it can help you feel like, okay, there's a purpose for this. I, I'll stick with this. There is some value and some good things happening here. Yes. Acknowledge those. Cause I mean, like I said, my brother making dinner, my dad opening all those classes, even being led to Courtney, like talk about huge, right? So acknowledging those little miracles along the way changes the experience from just from being something that could potentially be just stressful to something that actually becomes awe inspiring. Like this is amazing and truly awe inspiring that that this is unfolding in such a way to make this happen for me and the people I want to serve. And you could have easily looked and been like, well, the workbooks didn't get done on time. So that's a sign this is not supposed to happen, but it's really what you choose to look at and trying to focus on and see that there are things working out. Yep. So many good things. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. If our listeners want to find you, where's the best place to find you? So my Instagram is unlocking underscore bright underscore minds. And my website is unlockingbrightminds.org. Cool. Well, thanks, Emily, my twinner for being here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Talk to you later. Bye. Emily, that was so fun. Thank you for being here on the podcast. And thank you for you listeners coming and meeting my twin sister and hearing about her journey into this business world, this crazy adventure that we're all going on together, or maybe you're thinking about going on. It was really fun to hear my sister. And, you know, as she was going through it, she would call or leave messages. And it's really cool slash emotional for me too, when I hear about these people who were helping her out and how much it meant to her and these cool things along the way that just fell into place. I mean, it's really awesome to hear that story and that experience. So I hope that you enjoy hearing from my sister as well. Next week, we have Baby Lock, the sewing machine company. They are going to be on the podcast. I cannot wait for you to learn more about their sewing machines. I am a brand ambassador for Baby Lock. And so we're going to talk a bit about being an educator and a brand ambassador, their machines, my favorite machine of theirs and a little bit more about the company. So join me next Friday here on the Craft a Career podcast when we chat with Baby Lock. Until then, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Friday on the Craft a Career podcast. <music>